Hallelujah and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Cinco de Mayo, my friend. Yeah! Fifth day of May, 2021. It's a Wednesday. My name, well, that will be Nick, of course. And Big J is sitting right across from me. Hi, Big J. Hey! Welcome to your Wednesday. Hopefully, it will be a good one for you as well. Uh, it's been a long time. I was thinking, like, I mean, I'm talking, like, I don't know, 15 years since I went anywhere on Cinco de Mayo. Uh, but... There could be people with plans out there for all I know, right? Yeah, sure. Somebody could be sicko de Mayoing it up. At least get some tacos. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, Taco Tuesday was yesterday, but now you can expand that into today for various reasons. Listen, you can have tacos any day of the week. Yeah, there's no reason sometimes. You ever gone a full week with eating nothing but tacos, Big J? Yeah, probably. Wow. It's impressive. Maybe even a month. <laughs> now, now that I have a hard time believing, but I appreciate you leaning into it. Uh, today on the show, it's going to be a uh, pretty good one. Number one, we have a chance for you to qualify for some cool things. Big Backyard Box coming up at 9.15. The Aftershock Music Festival in Sacramento, California coming up at 7.30. Big J has a movie review for you coming up this hour. He sat down and watched a Ron Perlman movie. Frank Grillo's in it as well. And it was a Western. And we'll see how that was today. We also have a chance to introduce you to something new that is happening in the Treasure Valley later on this month. It is called the Idaho Comedy Festival, and it is a pretty big deal, and one of our best friends on this show is going to be a big part of it. Uh, We're going to talk about that. We're going to meet the organizers as well, and they're going to tell you all the details as to what's going on and where you can find some comedians that are traveling from all over the country to be a part of the Idaho Comedy Festival, so that will be exciting. cool. That's happening at around 845 or so, so you're going to want to tune in for that as well. Plus the additional fun and excitement that goes on, I would say we have a jam-packed Wednesday. Agree or disagree? Totally. Then there we go. We are in full agreement, which is rare. So when it happens, we have to celebrate. And that is exactly what we will do. With some music. Music like the Foo Fighters. Times like these are going to kick things off here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. First things first, important stuff brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured because of another person's negligence, well, The Advocates are here for you, man. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, we've got an issue that we should probably talk about here to all the residents of the Treasure Valley. We know that for the last, I don't know, year and couple of months things have been pretty crazy and so if you've been feeling cooped up maybe one of the things that you've decided you want to do is is take some outdoors time and maybe go camping or maybe visit a hot springs or something like that which is totally reasonable and you get and i understand here's the problem uh we are disgusting do you understand yeah and what's happening is we are leaving our garbage everywhere and it's really really bad in the hot springs areas across the state of Idaho. The Boise National Forest Service, as a matter of fact, is actually calling for people to help because they've had to already double the amount of people that they usually call for cleanup after dealing with mounting issues of trash and waste at a particular hot springs site. Apparently, the Kirkham Hot Springs, which is right by Loman on the Payette River, is absolutely disgusting. It's one of the more popular hot springs around. And so that popularity soared during COVID-19, and that meant there were a bunch of activities that were canceled, and so they decided to, let's let's hot springs it up. 
And it's situated on public land, and so it's meant to be an amenity for everybody to enjoy. And the problem was there were a bunch of people enjoying it, but they also were leaving their crap everywhere. And so the Forest Service managers say the amount of garbage left behind is an increasing problem. And if you've seen some of the pictures of some of the stuff that's left behind, you go, how, how is that? How do people do that? How do they go? I mean, I, we get it. You go to the hot springs, you bring a couple of beers, you have some fun, you hang out, you get a soak, and then you either go camping or you go home, right? Well, pick up after yourselves, you animals. Yeah, but it's not happening. We're just leaving crap and mountains of it behind. And it's like, God, man, what, how, how does that happen? But the answer is people just aren't considerate. And selfishness is a real thing. So let's start this as a reminder. Soak it up. Hot springs, have some fun. Bring some people. Have some beers. Have some sodas. Have some snacks. But pick up your garbage, man. Because it's gross. I mean, I saw some of those pictures yesterday. I was like, yeah, Jesus, shameful. What are we doing? Shameful. So, uh, listen. We need, uh, what was the uh, Hootie the Owl? Was that the one that told you to give a hoot and don't pollute? Do you remember that as a kid? No, I don't. You don't remember Hootie the Owl? No. Was that just the Wisconsin I, I thing? remember Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, yeah. No, Hootie also said give a hoot, don't pollute. So that makes sense. Uh, right in between hit songs for the stuff that your mom used to listen to. So uh, just don't pollute, guys. Uh, pick up after yourselves. Enjoy the hot springs, but don't leave a bunch of trash behind, huh? Because this is how nice things get taken away from people. Because people don't know how to clean up after themselves. Clay Kershaw's had better days, Big J. The Dodgers uh, starter was pulled just after one inning and L.A.'s 7-1 loss to the Chicago Cubs yesterday. It was the shortest start of his 14-year career. He, of course, a three-time Cy Young Award winner. He gave up four runs, faced nine batters in the 39-pitch innings. Uh, the Dodgers are reeling right now. They've lost five of six, eight of their last ten, and they don't have the kind of salary, uh, you know, to justify that. So... Uh, they needed some work to do, but they lost a doubleheader to the Cubs yesterday at Wrigley Field, and Clayton Kershaw was just on the first half of that. They crapped the bed in the second part of the doubleheader as well, so uh, hopefully the Dodgers can turn it around if you're a Dodgers fan, of course. Big J, we announced some concerts earlier this week. We have some more concerts to announce coming up very, very soon, yeah. but with good news comes bad. Uh, you know, there were a bunch of slated concerts that were supposed to happen around the Treasure Valley in 2020 that obviously were removed from the calendar. And some of those have been rescheduled and there are no makeup dates announced. And one of those that happened yesterday was unfortunately a show I was very much looking forward to. And that was Megadeth, Lamb of God, Trivium and In Flames. That was supposed to play here in the Treasure Valley in uh, December of last year. Obviously, it got canceled, or at that time, it was postponed. But it looks like with all the makeup dates being announced for that lineup, uh, we were one of the dates that got sacrificed in that particular rescheduling. Uh, a couple in Vegas also got canceled, and so we're not the only ones. But unfortunately, it doesn't look like that Megadeth Lamb of God trivia and In Flames show is going to be coming to the Treasure Valley. Now, as close as it's going to get is going to be uh, Portland in September uh, of the 4th, and then the following day up in Spokane or around Spokane near Auburn. And then, you know, there's a Reno date as well. But really, they eliminated a bunch of West Coast dates on that particular rescheduling, which which sucks. Yeah. But, you know, the, the tour itinerary went from a six-month tour to a six-week run. And so a bunch of dates had to be sacrificed. If you remember, there were two legs to that. There was like a spring leg and then a winter leg. And we were on the winter leg. And what they've done is they've just truncated that to a six-week run. And so uh, some dates had to be sacrificed. So it sucks because, you know, there's not a lot of people out there that like Trivia Murray Flames more than you or me. And uh, both those bands are part of that bill. And Megadeth and Lamb of God are always great. 
and unfortunately that's not happening so hopefully maybe they'll do another leg maybe in 2022 i don't know I guess it kind of depends on the 2021 league, you know, thing goes. But don't forget the other part of this, too, is, as you stated, when, when live music is going to come back, it's going to be chaos because everybody's going to tour at the same time, and that's what's happening. And so the other part of it is space is limited, too. You know what I mean? Right. All Everybody's trying to jam in shows in August and September right now, and that's the other part of it. So uh, it's going to be crazy. The start saving up your money now, I guess, is my point, if you want to go to some shows in September and October because they will be fast and furious. Blink-182, Josie, your send nude song of the day here on 100.3 The X Rocks in the morning after with Nick and Big J. Right around this time yesterday, Big J selected a movie to watch for you as part of streaming dumbass, Hell on the Border. I uh, I understand it's based on a true story. No. That's what I said. So it says in the thing. What? Yeah. No. For real? Yeah, I don't think this is based on a true story, dude. All right. Uh, but I, I will say this. Uh, I, I don't know where to put this movie because uh, here's what it, here's what, what it is surrounding. And, and that is the fact that, um, you know, there's not a lot of representation in, in our Old West history uh, about African-Americans and, and the role that they played. And that's kind of what this movie is addressing because this happened uh, pretty much right after the Civil War, right after emancipation. And so uh, you you have this uh, situation where, you know, um, the... The slaves were freed, and so they're trying to, you know, acclimate into doing that. And people are still, you know, uh, not treating them right. And it's 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 really disturbing, actually, when you when you see it. So there's a lot of that that's in this movie, and that's kind of what the whole thing is surrounding is uh, this uh, this young man, Bass uh, Reeves, who is uh, he, he's a posse. He's a part of a posse for a, a marshal, and uh, this particular judge, who is a hard hard judge. Um, is kind of decided hey this this kid this guy he, he's great with his guns and uh, he, he seems to really respect the law and so he wants to make him a deputy but that's not something that's done for somebody of color in that age and so you've got that conflict that's going here uh, Ron Perlman is uh, a bounty that he helped pick up and bring back and uh, but but they're sent uh, on a mission that nobody wants to take and that's to go get uh, the bad guy Frank Grillo uh, who plays this guy Bob Dozier and um, and in, in, in order to, you know, part of the deal is he goes and does this and he gets to become a marshal. And so... That, yeah, it says it's based on the true story of Base Reeves, the first African-American deputy U.S. marshal. Oh, well, that's weird. Uh, I didn't, I didn't Why, see that. Why, did, like, any... supernatural stuff happen in it or something? No, no, not supernatural stuff. But I will tell you this. Uh, it, it is it, it is one of the corniest and, and <laughs> most ridiculous things I've ever seen. I mean, I, it, I, it was a struggle to get through this because it was so bad. And part of that is, like, you know... <laughs> A lot of the old westerns that we grew up watching, Nick, they didn't try to represent uh, the language of the old west. Okay. Okay. And and I'm going to tell you right now, there's a reason for that because it's really bad English. Like get along, little doggy. Not even that. I don't even know how to just you know weird phrasing and it just doesn't work because it's difficult for actors to pull that off. And I don't I don't think I've seen a lot of uh, uh, movies really make that happen. And like, and I, what does "I'm your Huckleberry" mean? No, that's not even real. That's not real. I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, you know, when you hear it and it sounds ridiculous. So there's a lot of corny uh, stuff happening here. A lot of cliche Western things, which I think really 
uh, does the movie harm, especially if it is based on a true story. I mean, I didn't, you know, they, they flashed some stuff at the beginning of the movie, and I didn't really understand that that was based on a true story. Um, but, uh, you know, so part of me, because of the nature of what's going on and talked about here is 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 one of the reasons why I like this movie, but it's so bad. It's hard to say, hey, you should watch this. Uh, there's some great acting in this from uh, a guy named Zahn McLaren. Uh, he is uh, he was in Fargo season two, Nick. We were just talking about him. He was in Doctor Sleep. So good. He's a great actor. I hope he gets more work. And uh, Frank Grillo is Frank Grillo, so not that great. Um, <laughs> Former guest tomorrow, yeah? <laughs> yep, and Ron Perlman uh, is fantastic in this. He's, he's, a, he's kind of the comedy... Um, you know, here and, and it was great. And David uh, Josiah, who plays uh, Bass Reeves, did, did a pretty good job as well. So, um, just the writing that you couldn't get behind really that, that made uh, it yeah, struggle. Yeah, it's just and, and it's just so corny. I mean, it's just bad, bad. I, if it wasn't for the story and what it represents, I think I would really pan this whole thing as just unwatchable. But uh, I made it through, and uh, you know, it was like, okay, I, I'm glad I made it through. I don't ever have to watch it again. So if you want to, you know, see some good acting from a couple people in this, then, then you should watch it. Now, this again was found in the hidden gems section of Amazon Prime, but it sounds like to me you would not call this a hidden gem. No, 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 no. Just stay I hidden just, is what you it's, it, it's, a, it's something. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a good story, but it's just executed really badly. All right. Uh, so, I mean, listen, I'm reading between the lines here, but not Big J approved. Yeah, I can't approve it. All right. I can't approve That's it. That's fine. That's fine. Listen, not everything's going to be a home run, man. Yeah. But uh, at least he got to see some good performances. And uh, that's the best that you can say. But unfortunately, I, I'm pretty sure that the story of uh, of this guy of Bass Reeves uh, was much better than the movie. Uh, God, I hope so. Uh, and, and hopefully, they get, it, it's a little bit longer than an hour and a half as well. Was it long at least, or was it short? Was no, it seemed well. It seemed long, but <laughs> but it wasn't. Uh, hour forty six minutes. Either way, it does not look like it's approved. So you can go ahead and skip Hell at the Border, which was the streaming dumbass. Hell on the border. Oh, sorry, Hell on the border. By the way, they never reference any border. Did they reference Hell? No. Oh no, that's just a bad title. Yeah. Morning after with Nick and Big J. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured because of another person's negligence, heck, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online if you like, 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. You know this, Big J. I don't have to tell you this. But sitting down for a nice family dinner, getting the whole family together and sitting down and eating together... It's good for your mental health. It's good for your physical health, dude. Nice. More than two decades of research shows that kids who eat with their families do better in school, have bigger vocabularies. They also have lower rates of depression, anxiety, eating disorders, as well as healthier diets and better cardiovascular health, man. Makes sense. But it's not just good news for the kids. It's good news for people like you, too, Big J. People like me. The the lifespan. Shared meals are associated with healthier eating and better mood. Science has even shown that when unrelated unrelated adults like firefighters cook and eat together, they actually can have enhanced team performance. Damn. But when kids are present at mealtime, parents eat more healthy. Perhaps they model good behavior. Maybe they provide the best nourishment they can to their kids. In addition, parents who regularly dine with their kids reported higher levels of family functioning. They get along better with their kids. They have better self-esteem and lower levels of depressive symptoms and stress. So get the family together, man. 
And I've always said, Big J, I don't know if anybody wants to use this as a motto, but when you're here, you're family. And so let's all sit down together and have a good meal. Yeah, I think several different people have used oh, iteration today. Yeah. Right, well, then I'm not alone. The point is, get the kids together, sit down, have a meal, enjoy things together. It'll help you mentally and apparently physically as well. And I'm sure, I, 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 I know the answer to this question, but you probably feel better, especially when, since the kids have moved out, when everybody gets together and can sit down and eat together, right? Yeah, yeah. It's nice to have like a little makeshift family reunion around the dinner table. Absolutely. So whether the kids are living with you or they're out on their own, as long as they're within throwing distance, it might be a good idea to uh, sit down every once in a while and grub down with the family. It might improve things, state of mind and physically as well. I like it. New York Rangers uh, were pretty upset yesterday uh, because they uh, they had a lot of issues with the fact that the NHL didn't do anything really to Capitals defenseman Tom Wilson for two separate incidents during the Rangers game against the Capitals Monday night. Uh, if you've seen the footage, it's not great. Uh, yeah, he Wil- went crazy. Yeah, man. Wilson was fined just $5,000 but wasn't suspended for a game. There were people that were thinking, because the NHL's really cracked down on this kind of stuff, they were thinking that Wilson might be gone for the rest of the year because of how egregious some of the stuff. I mean, he basically punches a dude in the back of the head and then slams While a guy. he's with on the ice. Yeah, like- yeah, and slams another dude who doesn't have a helmet on face first onto the ice as well. All of this in front of everybody. And while the NHL has been cracking down, they didn't suspend him for a game. They just fined the guy $5,000, with the, which is the equivalent of Big J saying, hey, give me 20 bucks for what you've done. And, and so it's not a great look. And so much so that the Rangers are saying that George Peros needs to step down as the head of the Department of Player Safety because he just doesn't have the player's safety in mind. And so it's interesting to see how this all will play out, but it does seem like, you know, I'm not saying the guy should, you know, be done for the year, but he certainly did something that you like that doesn't belong in the game. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody likes a good hockey fight, but I like them when they're clean and they're fair and they square up against each other. This stuff is just cheap shots and not okay. And so that's the kind of thing they're trying to remove from the game, or at least they say they are, but when it happens, they just they just do a slap on the wrist, so We'll see where this goes. Either way, the Rangers weren't happy, and I think they're probably right. They have every right to be upset with this decision. What is Elizabeth Olsen up to now that WandaVision is wrapped? The Scarlet Witch's next role, she will be on HBO Max's Love and Death. The series will tell a story of a notorious murder of Texas back in 1980. Uh, David E. Kelly and Nicole Kidman are all involved. And it's a gripping story about the frustrations and desires of a small town that, uh, you know, accumulates in a terrible act of violence. And people like true crime stuff, and this is kind of based on that. And so they have Nicole Kidman and um, Elizabeth Olsen all involved in it. And so we'll see what ends up happening, but I'm guessing it'll probably be pretty popular. So you can look for that. That will be coming uh, early part of next year. They're going to start filming here in a couple of months, but everybody's on board and they're getting ready to make that next. Yeah, get to the top of little turkeys. From 100.3, the X rocks. Look, I don't know who needs to hear this, but you're talented, guys. You are. You've got talent inside you. You know deep down inside you can do a pretty good celebrity impression. And all this is is a chance for you to prove it to the entire Treasure Valley. And we are asking you to do so in order to get qualified for a little thing we're calling the Aftershock Festival. It's coming up on October 7th through the 10th in Sacramento, California. Hey, listen, it's a pretty big deal. Like every rock band ever is going to be there, including two separate sets from Metallica, uh, Volbeat, Seether, Live, Pop Evil, Avatar, Crowbot. God, we love those guys. 
uh, Suicidal Tendencies, Machine Gun Kelly, Gojira's going to be there, Body Count, Bad Flower, Asking Alexandria, Social D, Limp Biscuit, Hate Breed, Testament, Parkway Drive, Yellow Wolf, Steel Panther, I mean everybody. And that's just a few that I've hand-selected. There's so many more bands that are part of this thing. It's nuts. And we got your tickets to the Sold Out Festival covered. We got your uh, hotel. Your uh, Basically, we're going to put you up in a place for uh, four days and four nights. And you're also going to have your airfare taken care of. All you have to do is bust out a celebrity impression in order to get qualified. What impression that is, entirely up to you, man. You can do it. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. 208-287-1003. That is our phone number. And Big J and I like to guess because we feel like that's part of the fun. But uh, all you have to do is bust it out for us. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? I'm Jason. All right, Jason. You are our contestant this morning on Who Do You Do? So bust out the impression. Big J and I are going to try to see if we can figure out who it is. Okay. Um, I'm at the Pillsbury. Just am at this. I want it back. Ooh. I'm like the Scotty. Who's that? Scotty. Scotty from Star Trek? No, it's uh, Christopher Walken. <laughs> kind of a terrible impression, sorry. We had two Christopher I mean, Walkens in a row. That's Not one of the right. most <laughs> difficult ones to do. I'm, I'm proud. Everybody's trying the hard ones. It is. Uh, he's got a particular cadence, and it's hard, and especially he's hard on the phone. But, Jason, uh, A for effort, and that's all that we care about around here, because uh, if we were looking for results, we'd be gone a long, long time ago. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah, my yeah. man. Hang on one second. We will actually get you all qualified for the fun that is the Aftershock Festival. That's what it takes, your next chance to qualify. 12.30 today with uh, Jason Drew, and then 5.30 today with Adam as well. So make sure you got those impressions in your back pocket and we'll get you in on the fun and we will continue the fun with we're going to hell that is next on the x rock with nick and big j on 100.3 the x rocks Horry County, South Carolina is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. All right. And I know you've left your hard partying days in the past. You don't do it much anymore. Yeah, they were good days, though. Man. Tell, tell me about the cocaine parties. Oh, I mean, like, it was Scarface. Just huge piles of it face down yeah. on your desk? Yeah, yeah. We used to call it the Alps Room. <laughs> I get it. Come on back to the Alps Room. I get it. Uh, well, here, I don't know much about cocaine parties, but I do know <laughs> do I. if you are going to have a cocaine party, there's a couple of, like, things that you probably need to make sure you have all figured out before you do it. Number one, not a great idea if you're enrolled in the South Carolina Criminal Justice Academy to have a cocaine party. Now, for those no, of it's... you that don't know, the SECGA is actually basically like a beginners section for young people that want to get into law enforcement right yeah so uh not a great idea if you want to be a police officer or a uh, law enforcement person to have yourself a cocaine party because i do believe the cocaine's still against the law uh while we're talking about legalizing marijuana in a lot of places not a lot of places talking about legalizing cocaine if it's legal anywhere it's oregon that's an issue uh, part two of that is, if you're going to have an illegal Coke party, man, alive, keep it off of Snapchat, guys. I mean, this is like... In general, you know? This is phase one of cocaine party. You don't talk about cocaine party. It's like Fight Club. But, uh, unfortunately, three people that were going to the South Carolina Criminal Justice Academy, three students, did not get these memos. 
and decided to have a cocaine party in their vehicle and then posted a bunch of videos on Snapchat. Now, I'm probably guessing that the cocaine played a role in the posting of the videos. If you are of sound mind and body, you probably don't do that. But unfortunately for them, that's exactly what they did. The other unfortunate part was three of their instructors follow them on Snapchat. And so when you post things on that, people are going to see them. And in this particular case, uh, you know, listen, it's not a surprise, probably, Big J, that if somebody that works at the South Carolina Criminal Justice Academy sees a student that is having a cocaine party, they're not just going to let it slide. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're not going to say, oh, maybe it's an experiment. Maybe they're just pulling a prank. Right. Uh, and so that's exactly what one of the instructors did. They contacted actual law enforcement and was like, listen, I've got a couple of students here. Uh, their names, and he had their full names, Caitlin Fairchild, Lane Jordan, Robert McGowan. He's like, these are three students at my academy, and it's very clear that they are sniffing cocaine in this video. Could you please track them down and figure it out? And they did. They did some police, you know, vehicle searches, license plate searches, and found them in a parking lot, Big J. Uh, all three of them, by the way, uh, very, very drunk. There was open canisters of alcohol in the vehicle and a large baggie of cocaine as well uh, that was found. Now, uh, when confronted, they, they said that the alcohol was from a party from last weekend. They said that there was, in fact, cocaine in the car, but they did not sniff any of it. And that is when the officers actually showed them the videos. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess we're going to jail. And sure enough, they have. Uh, they've all been expelled from the South Carolina Criminal Justice Academy. They've all been arrested, and they all three were employees at the J. Reuben Long Detention Center. They were terminated from their jobs at the detention center because of the cocaine video of the cocaine party. So, not a great idea, everybody. Decisions were made, and they were bad ones. And so, we'll see what ends up happening, but I'm guessing their career in law enforcement probably ended before it began. And, and good, because they probably would end up being dirty cops. Yeah, stealing evidence bags full of uh, yeah. cocaine, right? Doing and, Lord knows what. And that's just, you know, right, a bridge to troubled waters. Maybe they, they, they should just entrap some of those guys and offer up part of the core study. Hey, have a cocaine party. Wait, wait, see what are you saying? up. Oh, I see. You're saying, listen, congratulations on your career in law enforcement. Yeah. You made a great decision. Here's how we're going to celebrate this decision. Come to our cocaine party. Yeah, the final and, test. And then whoever comes to the cocaine party is no longer part of the program. Yeah, like they trick criminals on The Simpsons or whatever. <laughs> or they do in real life, too, and they yeah. say, like, you've won the lottery. And they're hey, you all, want a boat? <laughs> they're all people that ever actually have warrants out for their arrest. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's the ultimate test. Hey, yeah, we, we found your meth. Come on down and pick it up. I'm on my way, sir. So, yeah, it's uh, probably not a great idea to do any of those things, and some people have to learn the hard way. Here's traffic. That being said, if you want to give Coke Party lessons, you're sure that's probably a side gig you can put together. Like that guy in that, those commercials now? I'm going to need more than that. People. Oh, damn it. You don't watch TV. Well, what is a guy in the commercial? Uh, listen, I'm too tired right now to delusional to be able to... Are you structure. talking about the insurance commercials where the guy teaches you not to be your parents? Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, I can get there if you give Bam. me a little bit of info. We're on fire. But sometimes I need more than the guy in the commercial. <laughs> well, I mean, we've been working together so long, generally, that's I enough. There. I got there. 
All right, let's take a look in the TDS Fiber Traffic Center. It's brought to you by Tate's Rents. Hey, what's up out there, CB? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. Hey, if you've been injured in an accident due to another person's negligence, well, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, uh, I hope you're ready because it's going to be divorce 2021. What? At least according to pretty much anybody you want to talk to relationship expert-wise, they say now that everything's starting to open up, get ready because the uh, rate of divorces are about to spike considerably here in the United States when divorce courts open back up and they're operating again. Uh, Why is this? Well, a bunch of couples have been stuck at home, man, and they've had to address issues or confront subjects that were previously able to avoid because, you know, they weren't seeing each other all the time. Because they weren't part of the regular routines. Plus, uh, the overall stress is the pandemic, you know, financial, emotional, physical, all that stuff. It's forcing people to take a pretty hard look at their partners. And this is all backed by data from China uh, and other countries that have already opened back up because their divorce rates everywhere have spiked as well. And they're like, listen, it's going to happen in the States as well. And the divorce courts have been shut down the last couple of months because of the pandemic. Now that things are starting to be able to go through, there's a bit of a bottleneck, of course, but... They just say, get ready. Don't be surprised if you start to see the divorce rates spike pretty considerably here in 2021 because it is going to be the year of the divorce, Big J, and I hope you're happy. Yeah, yeah, plus some some hard and fast, I think, lines have drawn between, you know, unfortunately, um, different approaches to the pandemic, and I would imagine that would separate some couples as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you don't see eye to eye on something, whether it's as, you know, big as uh, the pandemic or as small as dinner, I mean, it's going to be an issue at some point. So the problem is when you're stuck in house with each other and you're all both working from home or uh, you're not working for whatever reason. I mean, that's when the issues start to arise. Yeah. Is it is it better to divorce or to murder each other? Probably divorce. God, I hope you're not really asking that question. No, no, not me. But I know a couple people out there who probably should be. Divorced or murdered? Divorcing. Wonderful. Instead of murdering each other. The minor league baseball season began for the first time in two years yesterday after all of the 2020 season was wiped out because of the pandemic. But there are now fewer teams, of course. MLB have eliminated 40 of them as streamlined the minors in the process. And one of those casualties was the Boise Hawks, if you remember. Now, the single-A, double-A, and triple-A schedules opened up for Major League Baseball-affiliated teams yesterday, but a reminder that Boise Hawks are now part of the Independent Baseball League, and they are going to open up their season on May the 22nd. That still is opening day for the Hawks. So, yeah, they had to fight a whole new lineup. Yeah, it's... Everybody. It, it's, it, it, I mean, they had... In a pandemic, by the way. They had to figure all this stuff out. So it was, it's was it been a rough calendar year for the Boise Hawks for sure. But, hey, they got a baseball team ready to go. They got a team they're going to put on the field. And opening day is coming up on the 22nd of May. So get ready. Boise Hawks baseball is back as well. Just not as soon as Major League Baseball affiliated Minor League Baseball is. Talked yesterday about how Will Smith says he's in the worst shape of his life. Well, uh, we got another celebrity that wants to join the, uh, the fun. Little Marky Mark Wahlberg, Big J. He has revealed a body transformation of his own, but uh, he gained 20 pounds. And uh, he posted a picture of him laying in his bed uh, without the ripped body that we're used to seeing him post-workout in all of his Instagram posts. Uh, he kind of a little bit of got honest, and he said, you know, he he posted a video on the left, or a photo on the left, which was from three weeks ago, where he's all ripped and his six-pack abs are out. 
And then he posted one where he's laying in bed and with his fat body just jiggling out of his uh, his drawers. But listen, he does still looks fine. Yeah, and the only thing he did was not work out for five minutes. Right. And that's how he got to that. Right. No, this, yeah. it's funny because in the post he's like, listen, I had a doctor working with me to gain this weight, uh, you know, uh, safely. Exactly. So it wasn't just pounding like uh, pizzas. Plus, it sounds like this this gain was for a film role yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. And so he he like thanked his chef in the post. So they were trying to fatten him yeah, up. There's yeah. also that. Big Willie style just was COVID. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so uh, if you want to feel a little bit better about yourself, question mark, you can uh, check out Mark Wahlberg's post. But again, a reminder, one, he's doing it on purpose. Two, he's doing it with the help of a professional chef, which are two factors I'm sure you're not dealing with right now, whoever you are. So keep that in mind, too. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Hopefully that feels good. Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And let's get you some new music. Uh, Typhoons came out last week. That's the new record from Royal Blood. It is real good, and you're going to get it for real free. Streaming-wise, you can download the album whenever you want and listen to it at your leisure. It really is that easy. A little code is given to you, and you're living the dream. The, the 21st century kind of music experience. If you want it... It's time to get on the phone and play Pop Culture Smackdown. It's a weird experience. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play. In order to claim this prize, you must defeat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown. More, Know more about pop culture than he does, and you become victorious and hopefully feel pretty good about yourself. Hello, the X. What's going on, man? How you doing, man? What's your name? Chris. All right, Chris, you're up first. Chris, Mike Durnt, Trey Cool, and Billy Joel Armstrong make up this rock band. Joe, um, uh, yeah. Right. Good job. Big J, this gentleman is the lead guitarist for Motley Crue. The lead guitarist. Um, Mick Mars. Right. Correct. Chris, we're going back to you. The Three Stooges is a pretty famous comedy troupe back in the day. All I need you to do is name the three Three Stooges. The most the famous one. Yeah, first names only. Oh, Mo, Larry, and Curly. Right. Got it. Good job. Big J, ZZ Top is famously from what state? Oh, um, Have a day named after him there and everything. I'm going to say uh, Kansas? Wrong. Oklahoma? Wrong. Nebraska? Wrong. Oh, damn. Arizona? Wrong. Delaware? Wrong. Vermont. You were closer before. You were all around the area, but you, you missed the one state. Texas? Yeah. Right. Like the biggest state in the states. Yes, they are from Texas. Congratulations, Chris. I have no idea. You have got yourself a whole bunch of music courtesy of Royal Blood and the X. Yeah. Uh, they have ZZ Top Day in Texas. Uh, they are famously mentioned and featured on King of the Hill several times. Uh, as being related to Hank Hill. Uh, I thought it was just because they're awesome beards. Uh, and Frank Beard as well. The only guy without a beard. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. Up next, a pretty cool thing is happening here in the Treasure Valley in a couple weeks. It's called the Idaho Comedy Festival. What is it? What's happening? Where is it? All the details next on the X-Rock. <laughs> 
There's Deftones. That is Ceremony here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is 100.3, the X Rocks. And, of course, we've been talking about this here for a while now. We want to give you guys some pretty cool information about a nice event that is happening here coming up in just a couple weeks here in the Treasure Valley. It is called the Idaho Comedy Festival, and it's a pretty big deal that was put together. We're lucky enough to have the organizers here in the studio. We have Donnie and Jen that are hanging out with us. Thank you very much for getting up early and coming in. And, and Donnie, let's start with you, uh, founder of Stand Up New York in New York City. Uh, how does a guy from New York decide, I want to do a comedy festival in Idaho? Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's pretty random. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I arrived here yesterday. Uh, I've never been to Boise before. Welcome. Thank you. It's a lovely, I guess, city, right? It's the biggest <laughs> city in Boise, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm from like Manhattan. A, so I get I it. Yeah, like, I mean, this is like... Uh, I'm still in shock. Yeah, this is a hamlet <laughs> compared to Manhattan. Uh, but it's, it's lovely. Like, the people have been great. Um, so... It, you know, about two months ago, um, you know, there, there's this well-known comedy troll, you know, that, that is basically on the internet and, and Twitter, just like, you know, pointing things out, you know, that comics are doing wrong and club operators. Sure. And, you know, he, he criticized my club, Stand Up New York, for doing uh, shows during COVID. Um, and we were doing outdoor shows, like in parks. Um, I mean, we did cross the line a bit and do shows on subways and and churches we'll get to that um <laughs> but he wrote he wrote a negative article about us say we were doing shows uh during covid outdoors and he thought it was unsafe so as a joke i i tweeted uh, i knew he was from idaho i knew he was from boise i tweeted uh hey you know we're thinking about doing a comedy festival in boise and it was a joke and just comics from all over the country started uh hitting me up hey that's awesome like we love to perform uh, and I was just like, why not? And, you know, it's May 20th. And, you know, we partnered up with, with Jen here at the lounge, um, you know, which is awesome that two club, op- op- two club operators are collaborating on this effort. Um, and we just turned a negative situation into something awesome, you know, that's hopefully going to continue every single year. Um, and it's, it's great for comics uh, that they're coming out here. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a bit ironic. You turn a joke into a comedy festival. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's still, I still can't believe. You know, when I landed yesterday, uh, you know, I looked out the window right when we landed. I'm like, I can't believe like we're actually doing this. <laughs> <laughs> but congratulations yeah. on, on being able to put it all together. And Jen, of course, over at the lounge. I mean, you also have done a great job picking up the comedy torch here in the Treasure Valley after things had kind of slowed down for a little bit. But uh, you know, we've had Craig Gaston here talking about it. You've had comedy shows there as well. So obviously, this is something that's fairly important to you as well, right? Well, yeah. Uh, I, I come to all of this as a stand-up. I did that for 20 years, and then when um, the Liquid Laughs was opening, I booked the club for the first two years and kind of helped build that. Uh, So when Jared decided he didn't want to do comedy anymore, it made sense for all of that to move over to the lounge. Uh, And, uh, and, you know, uh, Donnie just randomly contacted me because they started asking who should we talk to in Idaho about comedy? And then my name kept coming up. And and I am also from New York. I grew up in Manhattan. Uh, And so it was this really great fit of like, oh, okay, I get to bring that piece of it to this piece because I've lived here for the last 15 years and, and I love it here. So uh, getting to bring all of the New York comics out that, that we are, which I think at this point we have 60 wow. comedians coming uh, from all over, as well as uh, our local pool, which are incredibly talented. Um, and, uh, and both of us have a really similar philosophy uh, just about collaborating and building community within the arts, specifically comedy, because that's what we do. But, uh, uh, you know, my lounge is located in an arts collective, so, so we branch that out a little bit further, including photographers and painters 
pictures and things as well. So, um, and, and we actually have our, our official uh, festival photographer in studio with us, uh, DJ uh, Jetlag Dot Media, uh, and and he is uh, he, he's amazing. So uh, so you'll get to see some of his photos from today as he's distracting me in the background. But um, <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we we just really both uh, get that this is about creating something. It's I mean we've self funded this this festival. And we're not going to make anything this year, but that's not the point. Like after how this hit the comedy community, I mean we're a live performance art, and so uh, people not being able to work has I mean not not only hit them financially, but also it, it's been really depressing. Sure. So I think everybody's really excited about this. Uh, it's a chance for us to all be together uh, it, in a COVID safe environment. By the way, we we are taking a lot of precautions. We have three rotating stages that are uh, stages that are staggered. Uh, uh, we have staff that will be sanitizing in between each show. One of our stages is outside. So um, so and we have a, a podcast suite as well. So so we've got a lot of people with uh, spray bottles full of rubbing alcohol. Uh, uh, you know our uh, our festival passes are our, our masks this year. So um, so yeah, we're we're just really excited to work together. All the liquor will be garnished with uh, hand sanitizer. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Love it. Uh, you know, in in too, in the beginning, you, you, the lounge made a space for local musicians to do live streams and and to still be able to get their stuff out. So thank you for helping to to do that to, to bring those people together and as we get get close here i mean this is such a spur of the moment thing you know uh maybe there's some people out there who would like to sponsor or be sponsors for this comedy festival as well because that's an opportunity how can people get in touch with you guys to do that yeah so uh if anybody out there and we definitely are still looking for some sponsors for the festival uh if you'd like to be a sponsor uh info at loungeboise.com uh just email us there that would be great uh or you can give us a call at uh 991-2296 that's our number, but yeah, info at loungeboise.com, uh, and then uh, our our wonderful media lady will uh, will uh, talk to you about uh, what we can do to to highlight your business, and uh, and we'll we'll work together, we'll collaborate. Love it, because obviously we want this event to be a big success. We're a big believer in live comedy and events, obviously too. But it is a business, and you want to make sure you you keep this thing coming back. So in order to do that, we got to kick this thing off right. So let's talk a little bit about the festival. Give us the idea of the dates, and you talked about how many comedians are involved. How about some names of people that you are bringing into town and making things happen? Yeah, I mean, from New York, we have uh, we have Cypher Sounds coming. Uh, you know, he's an awesome comic and he's a DJ. Um, you know, he's a pretty well-known radio DJ in the city. So, uh, besides performing, he'll be DJing every night. Uh, Aaron Berg. Um, who else we got? Well, we, I mean, we, Jeff we got Curry, Craig Gass. Craig Gass, <laughs> um, Aaron Berg, Matthew Broussard, Laura Soger. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a, a few big surprises, you know, that. We'll be announcing soon. Maybe we'll come announce it on your show I again. Love it. I love it. It's, it's the point is it's three full days of just awesome stand-up comics and and all sorts of varieties of different styles and all sorts of things that you're involved in. And if you're a fan of comedy in any way, shape, or form, this is a great way to kind of experience this whole thing. And like you said, three staggered stages, so safety is important. And and safety's been a big part of your background as well, Donnie. Right? Safety. Yeah. I mean, in terms of during COVID. Yes, exactly. And yeah, you know, I mean, dealing with some vaccinations <laughs> with some comedians in New York and helping them out as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were we, we produced over 500 shows during COVID. You know, we, we were at the time like the largest comedy producer in the world. Uh, we were doing on Saturday up to 50 shows wow. across Manhattan, Brooklyn and Queens in New York. Um, and then a company uh, called Common Health, uh, they, they reached out to us. They saw what we were doing trying to keep live comedy alive in the city and they randomly 
contacted me, you know, hey, you know, we run three urgent care centers in New York. Uh, we love what we're doing. We love to offer free health care visits and COVID testing to all of your comics through August 31st. Um, and it was just like an awesome gesture. They weren't charging us. Uh, they're obviously not charging the comics. Uh, so we just passed along that information to the comics, and a lot of comics have been signing up and taking advantage of that. Um, especially the COVID testing is really important because now comics are starting to perform again. So you know they know that they can just get a quick COVID test for free. They don't have to worry about it. Um, and then you know we also helped over 100 comics get vaccinated. Awesome. Um, you know comics. I guess they're not, a lot of them are not the best at like navigating, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah. you know Figuring stuff out can be Like, do I get health care or yeah. do I take care yeah. of my bald tires? Yeah. 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 Any yeah. of those things. Yeah, like, we, don't, we, like, we, like, we don't know which vaccine to get, where to get it. Um, and so we just help them navigate that whole process. And, you know, it feels good, you know, that we were able to help a lot of comics figure that out. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean,. You know, and then, and then the next step, obviously, besides making sure they're healthy during COVID, is getting them back on stage um, and, and getting them performing again. So, you know, for most comics, uh, this Boise trip is like like their really first their, their first time really performing. You know, in a in a real setting. You know, and not on a subway or a park. Right. So they're yeah. happy about and, that. And, and much like musicians, um, you know, uh, people who are big fans of music. I mean, there's they're, they're hungry out there to be able to go to an event again and and get jump started back into you know hopefully what we would call normal society yeah i mean that you know that, that's the point and that's why we don't mind so much the the location um you know like we got our thing in new york but if we can bring stand up here and and just help revive this city um, and bring comics out here and and um, make sure boise folks are laughing like i feel like we fulfilled our mission Beautiful. Well, listen, it's happening in about two weeks. That's when all the fun starts, and it's happening at the Lounge of the End of the Universe. is going to be pretty awesome. It's uh, it's uh, basically three full days, May 20th through the 22nd, and uh, you can get more information at IdahoComedyFest.com. You've got a lot of the comics that are going to be coming into town featured on there, and I know more surprises are coming as well, so you want to keep an eye out on that. I know that you have three-day festival tickets, passes on mm-hmm. sale there as well, and you can buy single-day passes too, so you're making it very easy to get these tickets if you want to and support comedy and do it in a safe and awesome way and support these comedians as well and I know it's a big undertaking so thank you guys very much for involving us and even getting the word out and anything that we can do to help we're obviously a big supporter of what you guys are doing as well so it's pretty awesome that you're able to put all this together and, and thanks for picking Boise that's pretty damn awesome man. yeah I mean yeah, it really excited. is and yeah. hopefully you know you guys will come and hang out with us yeah absolutely yes. yep. wouldn't miss it for the world and of course we're going to talk a little bit more about this over the course of the next couple of weeks as well but check out the website and Jen just one more time if people want to get involved or they want more information uh give out the number again and more information yeah okay so the number is uh 991-2296 or you can just email us at info at loungeboise.com for sponsorships and we're also looking for volunteers so if you want to audit the festival basically uh come volunteer for us Uh, we're going to need people to help uh sanitize uh and and do all of those kinds of things so uh and and then for your passes you're going to idahocomedyfest.com beautiful it's a great thing that's happening and it's happening in two weeks so let's make this thing a very big deal thank you guys again for coming in and being part of it we appreciate yeah, it thank you thank morning you. after Thanks, with guys. nick and big j oh what's in the box only on 100.3 vx rocks what's in the box it is your turn to qualify for the big backyard that makes you laugh every time it plays the big backyard box is up for grabs inside is ten thousand dollars worth of awesome stuff 
where it's all presented by Kitchen Tune-Up. We're talking about $1,000 to Archaic Concrete, $1,000 to Leisure Time, $1,000 to Apple Plumbing, and the Lifetime Store, plus $1,000 cash. And they're all told $10,000 inside that box. And you could win it. All you have to do is figure out what's inside Big J's box. He's going to give you some clues. And in this fictional box, there's something inside of it. If you can crack the code and figure out what it is, boom, you're in the running for this $10,000 prize. And that's pretty damn awesome. Let's get ourselves a contestant at 208-287-1003. Hello, the X. Hello. What's up, man? What's your name? Fernando. All right, you're up first, man. Good luck. This place shares part of its name with a terrible Mike Myers movie called The Love Guru. Africa? Africa, he Africa, said. no. Uh, guru is a term for mentor, guide, expert, or master of certain knowledge or field. Wait, you're looking for a place? Yeah, it's a place. All right. It's a local place. The honey hole. Not the honey hole. You're close, though. Uh, it's a, This place, which is located in Boise, is a rustic, chic bake shop featuring artisanal donuts in the classic and unique flavors with vegan options, according to their website. Uh... Don't think about it too hard. He's kind of giving you the answer. Pie hole, pie hole Big J? No. It's not the pie hole, but thank you very much for trying, my man. That's our first. Hello, the X. Hello, how are you? Good, good. Did you hear Big J's clues as to what's inside the box, or do you need him one more time? No, I heard him. I would say is Guru Donuts. Yes, Guru Donuts. Guru Donuts. Big, Big J is just looking around what? his surroundings at this yeah. point for things to I put talk stuff about. in my box. I, I love took it. a donut out of the Guru Imagine Donut. That's right. I took a donut out of the Guru Donut box. Uh, and then uh, I put the whole box of Guru Donuts in my box. Uh, all right, beautiful. It's uh, a Russian doll box. The uh, the good people at the Idaho Comic Festival, Comedy Festival, were nice enough to bring by Guru Donuts, and so that is what's inside the box this morning. What's your name, man? I didn't get it. I'm sorry. Uh, Morgan. Congratulations, Morgan. You're officially qualified for the Big Backyard Box for cracking Big J's code and understanding uh, the Guru Donuts was inside I mean, of the box. I was wondering where you're going with the Love Guru. I'm like, what is he talking? Yeah, about? yeah. It's the only thing you sh- the only time you should ever bring that movie up. Uh, it is true. It is a god awful movie, but uh, the donuts were pretty damn good. Agree or disagree? Oh Big man, so uh, good. And and some of them are pretty dang healthy. That's right. So thank you to Guru Donuts, and check them out if you get the opportunity. And thank you to the Idaho Comedy Fest again for bringing them in. They're the ones that spawned this whole conversation. Your bad impressions, they are next on the X-Rock. Jay on 100.3, the X. Uh, yeah, we're gonna, we'll get you set up with something cool here, some music. How about that? Royal Blood, brand new album, Typhoons, for free, in your ear holes, uh, through your digital device of your choosing. You can figure out bad impressions. Phone number is as follows, 208-287-1003, and here's a brief explanation on how Bad Impressions works. Big J has focused on somebody that is pretty famous in his mind and in his heart, and in those two things, he has written down three clues that are supposed to describe that person to you. If you can figure out using those clues and only those clues who that famous person is in three or less, then look at you, grabbing some new music from us, looking all fun, having a good time. Our phone number is 208-287-1003. Once again, let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, The X. Hello there, Nick. How are you today? All right. I, 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 don't, I don't have time for this today. 
Yeah, that's at uh, 7.30. Yeah, bad impressions. Big J does the bad impression this time. Hello, The X. How you doing? Wonderful, man. What's your name? Chris. All right, Chris. Good luck. In the year 2000. It's weird that you did the voice uh, the guy it. just did on the phone. Is that Conan? Yes! Hey! Whoa! You picked it up! You must be a fan, man. That's a deep cut. Wow! Good not job. at all. I remember that back then. I can't. Well, not being a fan and remembering that that's a Conan bit is impressive. Also, why why aren't you a fan? It's crazy. <laughs> I don't have cable. <laughs> that's all right. That's I, a fair answer. Yeah, I mean, he's been on TBS for 11 years now. Yeah. Hang on, Chris. Good job, brother. What were clues two and three for fun? Uh, after a long stint on NBC's The Late Night, uh, I took over to The Tonight Show for just one year before they gave it to the living idiot, Jimmy Fallon. Well, they gave it back to Jay Leno first. And uh, I'm very tall, red hair, and also super awkward. Uh, why is Conan O'Brien in the news? Uh, he's announced uh, the uh, the last show, the date uh, for his last show on TBS, which will be June 24th. Uh, that will be the farewell for Conan. Uh, he is going to be doing a show on HBO Max, a uh, new series, but hard to tell what that is. Probably not going to be a, a talk show. I'm guessing, it, well, I mean, not that his, I mean, his TBS show certainly has become very different in the last year as well. I mean, as opposed to having a bunch of guests and being more talk oriented, it's just one now and it's more sit down stuff. I'm guessing it's going to be like that because, you know, he's got the podcast now where he does the, the long form interviews. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what he's focusing on, kind of turning things into a little bit more Letterman-esque in the later part of his career. And so I feel like that's probably where he's going. Or it could be, you know, how they do the uh, Conan on, on the road kind of stuff. That could also be yeah. the theme of the HBO Max show. Still one of my favorites. Yeah, it's good stuff. So uh, congratulations to Conan. It's hard. I mean, I, I saw that the other day, how it's been 11 years. And I'm like, how has it been 11 years on just I TBS? Mean, a decade has nuts. gone by in a blink of an eye. It's nuts. Boop. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we will wrap up this show, which has gone by in a blink of an eye, next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Pop Evil, breathe again here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That wraps up a very busy Wednesday morning. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to the show. We certainly enjoyed broadcasting it for you, didn't we, Big J? Yeah. Huh? We did. And thank you to the good people over at the Idaho Comedy Festival for stopping by this morning and announcing that it's happening and giving us some details on it. Uh, it was great to talk to Jen and Donnie as well. If you want more information, IdahoComedyFest.com. We're going to be talking to a lot of the comedians involved in this cool festival that's taking place over three days from the 20th to the 22nd. And it's all happening at the Lounge at the End of the Universe, which is really the new, uh, brand new home for all things stand-up comedy and more here in the Treasure Valley. So if you like this kind of stuff, this is where you're going to go. They're taking COVID uh, situations into account as well. So it'll be safe for everybody and you get to enjoy some live comedy again. And they're doing it in a big blowout style, which is really, really nice. So uh, you're going to hear a lot about that over the next couple weeks from us. I promise you that. But it was great to have them on the show this morning. We also got people qualified for the Big Backyard Box and for the Aftershock Festival. That will continue tomorrow. We also will get a nerd alert courtesy of Big J, and that leaves you with the floor, my friend. Uh, yeah, today is one Henry Cavill's birthday, 38. Happy birthday to, listen, a controversial or not, best Superman on film ever. No, me, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's Good. so weird. We're both uh, on the same page on that. And uh, I, anything he's ever been in, I've never watched Tudors. What? what? Tudors. Oh, Which is that is a, what oh, he started out on? That's like know? the like the um uh, like uh, costumey yeah. throwback show, the right? Old old English, yeah. The medieval. Uh, I, I'd watch that though, just because he's in it. So, uh, very handsome man. Yeah. Jay. Uh, I'm a fan. I know. We both are. And so, I happy birthday. I love you, Henry Cavill. If you could get Henry Cavill anything for his birthday, what would it be? 
other um, than an open mouth kiss, what would it be? I, I think he's got everything he needs. I try to make him laugh. What? What, man? What? That's what? What that's... a cheesy answer. But it was hilarious. It made me laugh. That works. Go to hell. No, I'm just saying. Uh... I showed him that uh, that that meme I posted of, of me and Metallica. That that is him and Jason Momoa sneaking up like, on him on the red carpet. Be like, thank you, thank you for for this gem. Even though he was unaware that it was happening, it's right. still wonderful. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Jason Drew's up next. We will see you tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X Rocks.